0: You're listening to The Career Tech Effect, where we often like to say students, staff, and parents don't know what they don't know. We'll be talking with CT students, teachers, and local business and industry to learn more about the amazing opportunities available to our students right in our own backyard. In today's episode, you'll meet THE Kelly Miller, K-12 Career College readiness Specialist for ISD. Kelly, thanks for joining today.
1: Thanks for having me.
0: So, Kelly, as we start with most of our guests, uh, what is your story, as you like to say? I do like background.
1: I'm going to write a book one day on that. What's your story, (laughs) by the way? Um, So, I was raised in um, Mount Pleasant and attended Mount Pleasant High School. My junior and senior years, I took a career in technical education class in interior design, similar to the programs at Boeing City High School. Um, and Petoskey High School, our school had a construction class that Mm -hmm. built a home, and then our class was able to help design the home. Um, At the time, my father was teaching at Central Michigan University, and knowing they had an interior design major, um, I decided to stay in the area and attend CMU. Um, After taking, however, a couple of interior design classes, I decided that is not what I wanted See, to do a career. Um, looking back as a high school student, I do not remember my my school counselor, um, but now I wish I would have been encouraged to meet with an interior designer in the area in order to reaffirm my career path. Mm-hmm. So part of why I'm so passionate about my current position um, is that I'm able to make sure that Students are aware of job shadow opportunities, and they could walk away from that job shadow experience and say, "No, that no, thank you. That yeah. is not something I want to do." Or, "Wow, that still really really sparks an interest." Yeah. Um, after graduating from Central Michigan, what I which I actually um, changed from interior design to um, interpersonal and public communications, um, I joined the United States Navy um, which they had just starting putting females on ships, which was very interesting. Um, mm-hmm. I was blessed to be stationed in Pearl Harbor on a ship, um, for four years. And then I did move back to Mount Pleasant, um, and signed up for the Navy reserves in which I was involved with for eight more years. Um, job wise at the time, uh, when I moved back to Mount Pleasant, I started working for Mid-Michigan Industries as a job developer. Mm -hmm. And um, this was an amazing opportunity. I helped people with a variety um, degrees of disabilities find jobs in the community. Um, So looking back, reflecting back on my resume, every job that I've had uh, before moving to Petoskey was a stepping stone for my current position. Um, So as a K through 12 career and college readiness specialist, Um, I am blessed to have the opportunity to meet with students of all ages and help them figure out their plans after high school. Uh, When I present to students, I stress all options, um, whether that's college or military or the world of work. Uh, When we talk about college as an option, I mention all the levels, including certificates and associate degrees. Um, I think it is really important for students to know that there are so many opportunities that require only a one or two year degree. Yep. It is also important for students to realize uh, the importance of how much money they can save by starting at a, a community college for the first two years and then transferring to a college or university. Um, obviously we're blessed in Batoski to have North Central Michigan College um, right in our backyard. Um, that being said, I also um, make sure I tell students about the Michigan transfer agreement uh, the Michigan Transfer Agreement allows students to complete their general education courses at a community college, and then they transfer it over as a package to a college or a university.
0: So if they're wanting to start at a community college, work their way up to that four-year, five-year, whatever, how many ever years they want to spend at the next college or university, that's all able to transfer in for them so that they can use that those credits and not, not lose out on that.
1: It is based by yep, a specific um, policy at the school. So I would make sure you check um, the website to make sure that everything is going to transfer. And I would also keep communicating with the advisor um, at the school that you're transferring to.
0: Yeah. Well, first and foremost, thank you for your service. Um, we don't get many um, ex-military, uh, retired military on on our podcast, but uh, certainly thank you for your service and the time that you uh, served our country. But um, I think I learned about a few new jobs that I did not know you had in Mount <laughs> Pleasant, um, which is super cool. And I think you you hit the nail on the head when you said like all of those jobs kind of led to where you are. Um, and the fact that I think you had that experience as a, as a young student in high school, where you tried something, you thought you wanted to get into it, and then found out, nope, it's not for me. I think that's huge. And it goes to a lot of what you do now, knowing what you get to do with students um, and wh- again, why you are so passionate to be able to say here are all the options and that includes every, sa- I mean, you can go to the world of work, you can go to the military. Um, it doesn't have to just be this four-year college. So I think that certainly has, uh, shown in plain a background in your, in your background. Absolutely. Um, awesome. Awesome. I felt like I was going to say something else, but <laughs> I, I, will, I won't give you a hard time, but I do think. Um, it should be noted that beyond all of what you talked about when you're talking about showing kids their options, I, I don't think that fully um, gives the, the listeners the full picture of what you do with kids when it comes to you're doing a job. You might take kids out for a job shadow. You might be helping with a career day, uh, a career fair. You might be doing kindergarten first grade career vehicle days, you might be having a military expo day, you might be taking kids to a post-secondary site. Um, so I mean, I think that as much as you're just saying you're showing them options, I think you get creative in how you do that and it goes much beyond just how you put it. So I think that should be certainly mentioned. Um, and again, I think in your role, you you're not only helping students, Um, but certainly parents and families, and I think the topic that we wanted to kind of focus on today is the FAFSA um, or financial aid when it comes to those students going off to college and how do they pay for it. So what is FAFSA, FAFSA? FAFSA, I know Mm -hmm. lots of people switch those around around. What what Mm -hmm. is that?
1: Absolutely. Brief snapshot. The FAFSA stands for Free Application for Federal Students Um, It's one of the many hats I wear, by the way, by helping students and parents with the application. Um, So by filling out the application, the student becomes eligible for federal student aid, such as federal grants, work study, and loans. The key to the title is that it is free to fill out, by the way. Mm -hmm. Um, Unfortunately, there are scam sites out there that they will try to charge students to fill out the application, so the correct um, we, website will be listed. We yep. will,
0: yeah. So anything that we we talk about today, so uh, Kelly mentioned the Michigan transfer um, agreement, the portal, uh, you know, financial aid, student aid. Any of those things that we talk about today, we will certainly include in that in that description. So now that we know what it is, who should fill it out?
1: Right. So any senior that is planning on attending any post-secondary institution mm-hmm. um, or any student that is currently attending a college, which including trade schools um, or university, is highly encouraged to fill out the FAFSA.
0: And you recommend that I think even for those that might um, not think they're going to attend right away, maybe they take a semester off, but you encourage them to fill it out anyways, just as a good... Um, a good thing to do. A good, right, Yeah,
1: right. And I know some students are also looking into the military and maybe that's their plan B, but, you know, not to jinx it or anything, but maybe their plan um, A doesn't work out. And the plan B would maybe to, would be to start at, you know, the local community college, North Central Michigan College. Um, in that case, they would have already have filled out the FAFSA.
0: Yeah. So this comes down to, certainly it's the it's the student that is applying for this, but um, what th- there's a parent piece involved that we kind of talked about earlier. So you're helping the parent and the family, the student. Um, what do the student and the parent need to have um, before filling this out? What's some good information? And again, we'll we'll be sure to link this. But what are some of those key points that they
1: want to be sure to have on them when they're we're filling this out? Yeah. So prior to filling out the application, the student and the parent um, will need to have their social security numbers. Um, it will also be helpful for the student. Um, well, for the student, if they worked and file taxes um, and the parent or parents to have their tax paperwork, um, the tax year that is used is prior prior to the year in which the student will be starting at the post-secondary institution. For example, I always have to say this out loud. Um, if a student is attending school in the fall of 2023, the information that will be used will be from the 2021 taxes. Um, there is a um, FAFSA retrieval tool, um, which if um, a parent is able to use that, the tax information will come into the form, but it's still very, very important um, to have the tax paperwork um, in front of them.
0: And that helps them just verify to make sure that even if they do use that transfer tool, um, that all that information is is syncing properly and it's there, that it is theirs. Absolutely. Because that may make or break what a kid gets mm-hmm. in financial aid.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: All right. Um, so do the student and the parent both have to create um, a username and a password before starting the FASFA? So I know, again, it's the student that's applying for this, but with having that parent involved, do they both need to have an account in order to start the application?
1: That's a great question. Before starting the application, um, I know you. T- I told you about a couple of things that you'll need to have, but The student and one parent will need to create an FSA ID. Mm -hmm. Um, Once the student and one parent have created an FSA ID, the student can log into the FASFO website. It is highly recommended that the student, not the parent, logs into the website.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. Um, The student and the parent will use their um, FSA IDs to electronically sign the application and the end. Yep.
0: And I know, uh, again, we'll have a, a couple of just helpful links as far as thinking about who is the parent. We know families are all in very unique situations. Um, it could be a family of uh, divorce or grandparents kind of being that that parent or guardian. So there is um, going to be a link as far as who is the parent um, when it comes to filling out that, that FAFSA form.
1: And most students will be um, dependent, considered dependent. There are some circumstances where some students will be um, considered independent, um, but we will leave that link um, for you to see as well. So you can clarify whether your student is independent or dependent status.
0: So are there other things when it comes to having kids um, pay for college, help pay for college? What are some other things that Uh, kids should be looking for? And I know certainly this is something that we try to help with and and counselors try and help with, but what are some other things that students should be thinking about um, when paying for college?
1: Yeah, speaking of counselors, I will say that um, the majority of the counselors in the area um, have something posted on the website. So local scholarships, whether that's Rotary, um, Chamber, um, all the other um, local places in the area that may offer scholarships, I would start there on the school's website. Um, Another one that just came out is um, a Michigan Achievement Scholarship, and it's the state of Michigan's new flagship post-secondary financial aid program. Some of the eligibility requirements include um, submitting the FAFSA, the Free Application for Federal Student Aid. Um, The EFC, which is simply the Equitable Family Contribution, must be $25,000 or lower. Um, the student must earn a high school diploma or a certificate of completion Mm -hmm. and must be enrolled full-time at an eligible Michigan institution within 15 months of completing high school. These are just the basic eligibility requirements, but we'll go ahead and post a link as well so you can look into more of the requirements.
0: And that one um, being new, I I was surprised and I don't know if you were, but the amount of dollars available for students within that that scholarship um, was pretty surprising to me, I guess. So, um, one thing I, we haven't we haven't uh, talked about, but it's one thing that I think you still do a little bit of, um, and maybe this is more just a be sure to look out for any opportunities. But you do FAFSA parent nights um, at mm-hmm. different schools that we do, and I, I'm throwing a curveball to you now. But um, can you talk a little bit about what those might look like? Um, if, a, you know, if a parent's listening, how they might go about doing that, who should they check with to see if you're able to come and and help out with that. But I know that is one area where you, um, and probably go above and beyond, um, when it comes to financial aid is, is actually putting those nights together where you're working with those parents. So, um, and maybe I took over your, your, no. Stuff.
1: Yeah. When I first started in my position, um, we started a college goal Sunday event and was held for a couple hours on a Sunday. We did it like a North End and a South End um, in correlation with the um, schools involved with the ISD. And then we thought, why are we why are we not doing individual events at each school? So um, I've um, worked with the counselors. Most of the schools within the ISD have an individual night where myself and um, someone from a financial aid office will come in and help students and their parents individually work on the FAFSA. So be looking out for that. Um, most of the counselors will send out a flyer Um, letting them know um, what day and time that takes place. If you are not able to um, attend one of those events, certainly I am available. Um, All of the counselors um, area-wide have my information. So if you need help and you cannot attend one of those events, um, I would be more than happy to meet you um, at the school to help you with the FAFSA.
0: Yeah, again, that's that's huge um, for you to be able to offer that and work with the schools and certainly the parents. Because I know even with all this helpful information, there is still a lot to go through. And, mm-hmm. um, although it was many, many, many years ago that I had to do mine, um, it's, yeah, there's a lot to it. And there's some things that you could miss. And unfortunately that's where you kind of miss out on some of those funds. So um, anything else you'd wanna share um, with you? Uh, certainly our listeners, our, our parents, our students, um, those that might be you know tuning in when it comes to just financial aid or paying for college.
1: Yeah, I think just a couple more things. Um... Some parents um, I hear will avoid filling out the free application for federal student aid because they think their income is too high and will not receive any aid. Um, I would still encourage all parents to fill out the FAFSA because it is possible that the institution, whether you're going to, um, the student is going to a college, including a trade school or a university, may award the student with a scholarship based on financial need or academic um, performance. Mm-hmm. So I would still encourage parents um, to fill out the FAFSA with their student. Right. Um, also, always try to tell students that um, just because you graduate from high school doesn't mean you should stop looking for scholarships. Um, I always try to tell students to recommend them to check in with a representative in the financial aid office um, at the school you're int- attending, like the post-secondary school, to find out about scholarship opportunities. Um, You may also seek out scholarships within specific departments. So if you're looking into like physical therapy, they may have really specific scholarships that you can look into. And some of those maybe you're not, um, you're not going to be able to apply for them until like your junior year, but then you at least have a heads up if there's, you know, community involvement or volunteer hours that you need for that scholarship. Maybe you can start working on those volunteer opportunities early. Um, So yeah keep looking for scholarships um, after you graduate from high school. And then um, one other thing, which I have them on speed dial, is there's a 1-800 number that um, is federal aid that you can call. And they've always been really, really helpful with the questions that I've had about um, the FAFSA form.
0: Awesome. Well, uh, Colleen, it's been a pleasure getting to chat with you about your um, very diverse background, how you got to where you are, what you get to do to Um, help our students um, learning a little bit more just specifically about financial aid um, and paying for school. And again, whether it's um, the FAFSA, scholarships, um, I think of even kids that are going off to the trades. I mean, there's community... Oh gosh, our community partners that have um, offerings when it comes to helping kids in the trades. There's um, even local places, local families that'll help out from time to time if there's a smaller amount um, needed for for those. But um, there's plenty of resources out there for kids to be able to take advantage of and um, and still be able to gain all these opportunities. And again, um, whether you're um, thinking that you you're not going to because you make too much, or you're not going to because Uh, you're not wanting to go there or you're not wanting to go off to college, it's a good thing to fill out the FAFSA um, just to see how it could potentially help you. And maybe that might change your mind and and where you're going and what you can do. So um, thank you again, Kelly.
1: Thank you. Yeah. I would just say one more thing is that I, I do wear many hats. I'm really blessed to work um, on the career tech ed team at Charm. Um, There's so many other opportunities beyond um, having a job shadow opportunity, and um, we will also include um, the career staircase um, that's on our website that will show you an evolution from um, K through 12, all the different opportunities that are available to students in our area.
0: Absolutely, that's a good plug-in. We will be sure to include that and our our new CTE website as well to um, direct you to any of those questions when it comes to uh, career tech ed or career college readiness. Again, we think of uh, career tech ed as K-12. So really starting super young with those kiddos, whether it's the vehicle days that Kelly gets to do all the way up to helping with the financial aid. So um, yes, thank you again.
1: It's been a pleasure. Yep.